Greetings, greetings, and welcome to a brand new episode of Out the Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. Today, we have another special interview with an MC that's been doing his thing, extremely lyrically talented. We are at episode 43, so I want to thank all of our listeners for continuing to rock with us. You know, if you've been checking out our interviews on YouTube, I want to thank y'all for that. Um, if you've been checking it out just on the podcast, we really appreciate that. You know, as I'm as I said, man, we do have another special guest this uh episode, and I'm I'm very excited to have him on the line. You know, I've been actually working to build with him for an interview, so I'm I'm grateful that it's it's finally happening. You know, um, so without further ado, man, I want to introduce to our out the box talks listening audience an MC hailing from Los Angeles, California. He has put out a number of features. You know, he's built his name just as a lyrical swordsman. You know, lyrical wordsmith, just so clever with the rhymes. He put out a project with Marco Polo called Afro Polo back in 2016. He's been featured a number of times with R.A. the Rugged Man. Got songs with Pharaoh March and a number of other very esteemed MCs that represent hip-hop in its purest form so without further ado i would like to introduce to our out the box listening audience my brother hailing from california mc afro also known as all flows reach out welcome welcome how you Peace. doing, brother Afro? How you doing? I'm good, brother. I can't complain. I'm good, brother. Man, it is such a pleasure to have you on this platform, man. When I think about, you know, people at the top of their level when it comes to this art form called lyricism, particularly within hip-hop, your name definitely represents well. So um, I'm just delighted to be able to build with you today. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Indeed, indeed. So, as always, when we start these shows, I do like to give the listener an opportunity to just get a little history about the artist. So, um, right. just for people out right. there that might not know, tell us um, how your path to having a career as an MC all began. Sure. I mean crazy man i mean time goes by so fast so i'm gonna say six years ago now um well actually before you know i was i was just uh recording and, and writing i was 15 years old 14 years old i had my little pro tool set up i didn't have much i had a cheap microphone i had no original beats what i would do I would uh, go on YouTube and grab like Pete Rock and, and Premiere and, uh, and uh, Mad Lib, Jay Dilla beats and rhyme over those and make mixtapes. Mm. And uh, I, I would I would give them on uh, Facebook to my friends at the time in school, you know, stuff like that. And uh, 
so I kept I kept at that for a good few years until I had uh, turned 17. Right when I turned early 17, I met my uh, at the time he's my fa- you know favorite MC at, at you know of, uh, he was you know my number one for a really really long time you know uh, already the rugged man and uh, wow. he he was throwing the contest at, at, uh, and a lot of a lot of MCs around the world they entered it and I was like wow like. I just want, you know, my favorite MC to hear my joint. I just want him to like, just hear my, you know, uh, the track that I, you know, I entered the contest. So I was like, yo, like, I just want him to hear it. Like, I don't, you know, damn all the competition and all that, you know, just what, you know, it is what it is. So he heard it and, uh, he posted it and he's like, yo, this kid is, this kid is dope. I really rock with this kid. He's only 17. Uh, everybody got to step up their game. I'm like, wow. <laughs> And I'm just like, yo, oh, where you at, man? I mean, I mean, oh no, I didn't say. I'm sorry. I was like, yo, oh, thank you very much for posting my join. I appreciate you. Just thank you very much, you know. And then he's like, yo, where are you at? What, what part of the world are you in? I'm like, I'm, at the time I was living in Orange County, California, OC. So I was like, yo, I'm in OC. He's like, yo, let let me fly out there and let's chop it up. Let's talk. I was like, oh, sh-. I was like, wow, let let's talk. Okay. <laughs> so, um. He, he flew over from Cali to New. He flew. He flew from New York to Cali, and we sat down. And he's like, "Yo, uh, after doing those one or two freestyle videos, he's like, yo, I want to sign you. I'm thinking about signing you.' I'm like, signing? I had never even heard like heard of stuff like that. I was like, signing? Oh, oh shit! What do you mean sign? You know? And uh, yeah, I signed to him. And still to this day, I'm not signed to anything, any big labels. I'm signed to R. You know? Wow. So even even before the contest ended. He just, he scooped me under his wing. He was like, yo, I'm going to, let's rock. I'm like, wow, my mom, uh, we had a meeting with my mom. She said it was cool. She was supportive, still is. And, uh, and already took me around the world, man. I went from this kid making little mixtapes, like, you know, little homies here and there. Right. And then he took, he took me under his wing. And, uh, next thing I know, I'm in Europe. I'm doing Europe tours. I'm in, uh, just all over the world man it's like it, it's a whole different other world going from you know that to that so so i that's why i give a i, I give pretty much all the love i got and all the things you know the ra you know wow he really he looked out he looked out for me man and he didn't have to so that was the domino effect as soon as i met ra boom everything else started happening he uh, he helped me uh he's like yo give me a list of all your favorite mcs and producers i'm like word damn so but he's like, yo, um, he was like, yo, I'm thinking about signing. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's like, I'm thinking about signing you. So after I met him, the domino effect was crazy. Next thing I'm meeting all my favorite, he's like, give me a list of all your favorite MCs and producers. I'm like, okay, cool. So I give him, I give him the list. He's like, I can get 70, uh, 75% of these guys. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, damn, I'm starstruck already. He takes me to New York first before the Europe tours. He takes me to New York and and I'm meeting like you know Pharaoh. I'm meeting Sean P. I'm meeting like oh, Sean Price. All these my favorite MCs. Like wow, like just because of R. And uh, you know it's mind blowing. You know still to this day. So so the producer, you know I, I'm like I'm not even gonna. There's no way we're gonna meet this guy. You know Premier. You know Primo. That's my number one still to this day in beating and uh, producing. So I'm like there's no way we're gonna make this happen. Like come on, he's on the top of my producer list. So already one day, this is on YouTube too. You can look it up. Like already wow. surprises for with uh, for with Primo, and I'm going up this elevator, and they have the cameras in my face. I'm like, what's going on? I'm getting like nervous. 
And Ari's like, ha ha, wait and see, wait and see. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Like, what's going on? So I'm in D&D studios. And I'm looking, and like, I don't even know I'm in it, bro. I'm looking at Gangstar plaques and Jay-Z plaques. And I'm like, I'm still like, where am I? <laughs> I'm still like, where, you know, it's not clicking in my head. I, I sit down. They're like, yo, take a seat. Just relax. I take a seat. I look over. They're like, he, he's on his way. I'm like, ooh, like, who are y'all talking about? And then literally Primo just walks through the door. And I'm like, yeah, like wow. my world froze, man. Like, I was like, whoa, like, like I, I was shocked. Wow. And he, yeah, I just hear premiums like, yeah, yeah, it's bro, he's dope, he's dope. I'm like, wow. That's amazing. And then, uh, yeah, and then next thing I'm in, I'm in the studio making music with Primo, you know, my favorite producer. So, like, after meeting R, that big domino effect happened, man. It's just unbelievable, you know? That's, that's amazing, man. That's a, that's a wonderful story, man. You know, when you initially said R.A. was your favorite MC, I'm thinking, okay, you're 16 years old, right? So I'm thinking, how does R.A. become your favorite MC at 16 years old? There's not a lot of 16 years old, even if you go back to that time, that I would say is plugged into R.A. the Rugged Man or the, the people that kind of represent the that elk that he's he's built from right so i'm just curious to know like when you say ari was your favorite mc how were you tapped in for someone like him to be your favorite mc check this out so ari actually been my favorite mc since i was 13. Wow. check this out so i'll try to i'll try to break it down smooth as i can but the very first early hip-hop memory that I have in my mind, I was five, six years old, and my mom and pops had, like, Biggie and Nazi, Tupac CDs laying around, and I'm looking at the covers, like, oh, this is dope. Like, I don't even know what it is at my, like, five, six years old. I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, I know I'm not really supposed to listen to them because, like, it looks like parental stuff is on the, um, on the cover, the advice, right. explicit content sticker. I'm like, okay, like, I got to, you know. I don't think I could listen to it, but I said after it, I'm about to go anyway. So I sneak off, listen to it, and and I don't need, I couldn't even remember what they really realized what they were saying, but the beats I can just remember me being like, what is this? Like mm. oh like I just remember being in love with it at that age, but it didn't take until nine years old where I saw Rakim on YouTube somewhere. I I, I heard microphone theme for the very first time. And then when I heard that at nine, I was like, I want to do that. Mm. I want to do what he's doing, Rocky. I, what This guy is ill. The, the gold chains, the flow, the, everything about him was ill. So I, like, I want to be that. I want to be that guy. You know, so at nine, it was Rakim. And then around 10, 11, like 12 or 13, that's when I really started going hard body with the, uh, with the studying uh, um, and, and finding, and finding MCs, daddy Kane, rock, uh, uh, not rock, uh, daddy Kane, KRS one, cool G rap. That's when I discovered all the rest of the guys around that time, 12, 13. Wow. And there was this, there was this ill Xbox 360, um, uh, live music channel, mm. believe it or not, that played the illest underground hip hop ever. Wow. So around, around 12 or 13, I found all Ray on there. I found black moon. I found Smith and West and I found P uh, the BCC crew. I found literally all the illest underground guys through there. Dead press, you know, all right, these right. guys, you know, 
What was the yeah, RA so record like, that you you remember hearing that made you say, "Oh my goodness, like this is the dude." <laughs> so the very first joint I heard from him was Allies Finest. And okay. I thought it was dope. I thought his voice and the beat was dope. But it didn't it didn't take until Uncommon Valor where I was like, "Yo, this is this guy's the illest motherfucking right. dude ever." Like ever. Like this guy's amazing. Like like it, it, I loved him on LS Finest, but when it came to Uncommon Val, I was like, "Yo, he's just spitting!" Like he, I didn't know he had lungs. I didn't know what. I was like, "Wow!" Like mm. incredible. So that 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 LS Finest, but Uncommon Valor was the one where I was like, "Yo, yeah, this guy." Mm. You, I'm I'm pretty sure people have probably told you this before, but brother, you're an old soul, man. To tell me that you were checking for Rakim at nine, like. Yeah. That's that's not common, you know what I mean? But it actually speaks to your 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 ability as an MC, even at the age that you are now, which is is still kind of fairly young. But um, yeah, I mean, like it makes a lot of sense now why you're so advanced, um, because you were tapped in early, <laughs> you know. the The next question I wanted to ask you is um. Your name, Afro, obviously it stands for All Flows Reach Out. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how it came to be. Did the hairstyle that you rock, right, obviously the Afro, did that come first and did it have any influence on your name? I've always had um, curly, like big, like bushy hair since I was a kid, like five years old. But, you know, um, my very first rap name, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh because... I've always been a movie nerd too, equally as a hip hop, you know, guy too. I've always been a movie ever since I was five too, movies. But so my very first rap name was Lil Flicks with a Z at the end. <laughs> it was a terrible name, but I, I thought of that up in like, like 10 years old, like 10 years old around there. And then I was like, nah, that's whack. I don't like that. And it was Lil with the L-I-L apostrophe, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm kind of glad you yeah, changed yeah, it because so. there's too many Lils out here. And um, yeah, a lot of them get a bad like, rap. And I'm a big guy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I didn't choose that one. But it, it wasn't until like 14, 13 around there where I was like, I want it. Yeah, Afro, that's it. But I wanted to stand for something. I want the dashes in there. You know, so I was thinking for a minute of what it would stand for. I tried so many ones. I was like... Africans fighting racism and oppression. I'm like, I like it, but that's not really me. You know, like it is, but like, I don't, I, I got to find like something that fits more me in the name. So I went through a bunch of them. I was looking in the mirror and one day I'm just like, all flows reach out. Oh, that's it. Oh, snap. That's it. And it just clicked. And that, I ran with it. Dope. Now I noticed you put dashes in between the actual letters, right? Um, yeah. It's, it's a very unconventional way to to write your name what was the reasoning behind that and I'm, I'm pretty sure you know as you started well let me just start with that what would you say was the reasoning behind those dashes i always wanted it to start for something uh, stand for something but i feel like with the dashes not only is my mind can be psycho and i'm really specific with stuff sometimes but uh i think like when if you look me up with the dashes i pop up easy you know i pop up right there because uh, there's Afro B, there's Afro Man, there's Afro, you know, the Afros, there's a, there's a couple of us, you know, so I'm like, okay, how can I, you know, how can I find a way to kind of stand out a little bit, you know, right. so I, I was like, all right, let's do the dashes, you know. Right. 
Yeah, it, it actually it actually makes you stand out even more other than like it just being a simple acronym with dots in between. So yeah, and I think the whole idea of the the flow, like the the dashes, kind of as I'm looking at it, this is my interpretation. It kind of represents like a flow, like the dashes, like this line of nice. flow. Nice. I just like the look it. of it too. Just yeah. more simple. I just like the look. You know, it's like with the dashes. I don't know. I just like my mind is weird like that. I'm like, yo, I like it with the dashes. <laughs> <laughs> dope, dope. So one of the obvious things I want to address about your uh, music career so far is outside of the project that you released with Marco Polo, produced um, produced by Marco Polo, entitled Afro Polo which yeah. came out in 2016, we haven't yeah. really gotten an official full-length release from you. Any reason right. why it's taken so long for people to really hear? Like, I think the Afro Polo project was really good, but I feel like you've yet to release that official right. debut. Right. Any reasoning Absolutely. behind why it's taken so long? A, a couple things I'll say. Um, I feel like timing... Timing is everything, a lot of things to me, you know? So I feel like a lot of times the timing wasn't right where it, it just like little things like behind the scenes or like, like, uh, you know, like, uh, um, this guy won't be available this day for this song scratches. It's literally little things like that are like kind of hard to describe. But, uh, but other than that, I also wanted to take my time too on it. Uh, I want my fans like to really, when they listen to it, they're like, wow, he took his time. And that is actually like, I, I didn't want to give them anything fast or anything like really, you know, like, um, mm -hmm. like really just thrown out there. You know, I really wanted to give them like something they can really carry with. So when they get it, they're like, all right, cool. Like I can, I can hold on to this for a good minute, you know? Mm. Dope, dope. I could dig it. But you're right. You're right. Like the Afro polo joint, that was more of a, like an appetizer for fans, you know? That's how that's how I recorded it. I was like, okay, cool. This is my first, and, and Afro Polo is my first official original project with original beats. You know, they're not like how the mixtape style that I was usually going for. You know, right. right. So, um, but yeah, that was I used it as an appetizer. So the debut album, you know, I'm I'm excited too because when they get it, you know, it's like wow, like you know, a couple years in the making, it's like wow, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, I wanted to ask you about Afro Polo. You know, just considering what you just said about, you know, that debut, you know, you being patient for that to come out. What made Afro Polo actually materialize? Into what like materializes? Into as, an actual uh, project. Mean? Like, you know, just considering how long, how long it's taken you, like what, what set the difference with, with Afro, um, Afro Polo to actually materialize as a project? Oh, to actually like the creative process and stuff like that. Yeah, but for it to actually I, I, just come out, like, you know, like we talk about, like, I know you put out the mixtape, the, the Afro Doom mixtape, but for this yeah, one, yeah. was there anything that pushed this project over to say, you know what, um, these were the elements that really made this project materialize into something official? Right, well, yeah, the, the, the best I could break it down is with the mixtapes, they're more like, you know, like they're easier to make because mm -hmm. they're they're easier to make because it's just I can rhyme over it and just like do some dope rhymes over some beats, you know. When it comes to the making the albums and stuff, and, and I did this a little on Afro Polo too, mm -hmm. but when it comes to making like my album, I really want to take my time with the hooks and uh, the the choruses and putting it together, you know. And since it's my debut, 
it is a little more pressure on me too. I'm like, man, I got a little pressure. I, I can't lie to you. You know, it's just, uh, just me being real, but you know, there's a little pressure into it too. And, uh, I, and I'm a, uh, oh man, I'm a perfectionist too. I can be like, I can be a really bad perfectionist sometimes, you know, but, um, none too bad, but you know, it's like, yo, like I really like when it comes to a project, like the, like an album, like it, like, especially the debut, it's like, I, I really got to, you know, take my time and make sure I re- like, I feel good with it, you know, but with, you know, Afro Polo was a little easier to make too, because I was with Marco. I would go to Marco's crib. He had the beats ready or he, we worked on the beat or, you know, and I wrote there and it was just a good energy, you know, that we had. So mm. uh, Polo was a little easier to make. It was just, you know, we knocked that out actually pretty quick. Probably right, knocked right. it out in a week. Would you say it was timing you know? too with that one? It just, it just worked out with the timing and the ability to really build that relationship with uh, Marco? I I think so too. I think the timing was great when, uh, around that time when, you know, when Afro Paul was being made. Absolutely. I think the timing had a lot to deal with it too. Dope, dope. So, um, I couldn't help, but when you said earlier, you were like, I made a list of MCs and I'm like, I'm like, who are the MCs? I know you named Rakim, but I'm just curious to know, like, who were some of the other people that um, was on your list, if you don't mind sharing? Well, G, Cool G-Rap was on the top of the list, and um, always known G-Rap for a, a, a good amount of years now. So he was like, that's no problem. I'm like, wow, G-Rap? Wow. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> I was bugging. Like, man. So he, he got G- I haven't met Rakim to this day, but I've heard from a, a good friend of mine's a promoter, and he got to hang out with Rakim. And he's like, yo, I showed Rock, uh, I showed Rock him all I showed him your joints, and uh, he said you're dope, man. He said he rocks with you, and he said he heard of you too in the past few years. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yo, Rock him is the reason I'm rapping, man. <laughs> he's the reason why I even picked up a pen. So wow. that that's good to hear. But um, yeah, G Rap, um, he was on my list. Obviously, um, rest in peace, my big homie uh, Sean Price. He was on the list. Um, and I already really got to make that happen. I got to hang out with P like before he passed. So I was, I was really, really grateful uh, to R.A. for that, you know? So definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, you know, but, uh, Doom was on my list. I haven't gotten to meet Doom. Jizzle was dope. on the top of my list. That, that got to happen. Thank you. That really, yo, I was like a kid in the candy store, man. It was crazy. Wow. I was like, wow. Was like, oh, I was like, oh my goodness. MC. Doom is my all-time. You said fav- what? I said Doom is my all-time favorite MC. MF. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. 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 I love Doom. I haven't gotten to meet Doom, but yeah, yeah. that. Man, yeah. Doom yeah. is the Doom is in my top five. You know, lyrically, That's he's dope. in my top five. I think. Um. I think you aligned with MF Doom would be something special. Cause I know you would go in. Oh, like I know it. you wouldn't take would, for granted. I would love it. Yeah, you would definitely go in. You know. Um. That's what's up, man. So um, I, I actually watched a video excerpt of you on YouTube where uh, it was with Jimmy Fallon, where you were rapping off the dome rhyme for rhyme as he pulled different yeah. items out of a bag. And I know this is something happens a lot in freestyle settings, right? Because I used to even right, right. partake in this, you know, when I used to rap back in the days. Um, but um, it was really dope to see, right? Because... You just were just flowing, rhyme for rhyme. Whatever he pulled out, you were just going with it, and you were just cleverly executing the rhymes. I'm just curious to know, 
How were you able to master the art of freestyling? Is there a specific technique you follow that always works for you? That's crazy. You know, I've gotten this question a couple times, and it's like the best thing I could think of is like, man, like the most simplest way I can put it is like I would literally look around the room like 11, 12 years old and just rhyme about anything. I'd be like, oh, the TV, try to rhyme something with TV. Oh, you see me? Like little things, you know, I, I, like literally anything around the room. And I would just like try, like it, my, pro, my the best way I could put it, it was just, yo, Look at the TV, rhyme with some with TV. Look at the look at the wall, rhyme some with wall. Look at a you know bookshelf, rhyme some with bookshelf. You know. That's dope. That's dope. You know when you put it like that, it just speaks to your preparation. Like you you've been preparing for this for quite some time, <laughs> so it makes a lot of sense. So when so it's like now that you're in the situation, like you've already had your practice. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like practice. Um. Learning from the best, too. You know, shout out Supernatural. Shout yes. out uh, MC, MC Supernat, MC Juice. Uh, you know, just incredible freestyle MCs, you know. Yes. Um, it's definitely influential, too, to them. You know, I got to give credit to the, to the pioneers, too. But, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a little bit like a big a little ball of just, like, influences and just me, you know, rocking out, doing, you know, trying mm-hmm. to do my thing. How do you sharpen your ly- lyrical sword today? Like, is there little techniques you do on the side? Like, do you still do the rapping uh, and, 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 and rapping off of things that you see in the room? Like, is there anything you do I d- that builds you I up do, now? I do, I do practice, not as often as I used to, okay. but I will practice, like, once in a while with the freestyling thing. And okay, then... Okay. um. Uh, and then when I'm when I'm writing a song or I feel like I have writer's block or I feel like my pen isn't really as hot in the moment, I'm like, yo, I got to listen to my guys. I got to listen to some Killer Priest or I got to listen to some 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 Doom on his best days. You know, I got to listen to some lyrically nasty stuff that like incredible stuff like that. That gives me like it gives me like uh, gets me out of my writer's block. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. You know, it gets my pen like kind of itching and ready, you know, mm. that's dope. Uh, that you actually go back to some of the MCs that you really respect and it builds your motivation and, and like you said, breaks your writer's block. Because I know there's some artists that they just kind of like, they look for inspiration maybe in other things, maybe it's movies, not necessarily within the art form of hip-hop, but um, it's, it's, it's pretty admirable that you, you go back to the essence of, 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 of the music that you're doing, you know? <laughs> so that's what's up. Yeah, when it when it comes to lyrical stuff, definitely. I'm like, yo, I got to listen to my guys. I got to listen to rock him, cool G rap. I got to listen to like the gods, like when it comes to that, you know, it's like, especially when I'm on a future and I'm on a song with somebody dope. I'm like, yo, I got to make sure that I don't get eaten up on the track, you know? So I, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I'm ready. So I, you know, I prepare myself with all day of just crazy G rap and killer priest lyrical stuff. You know, I just, <laughs> you know, that's how I do it. G rap and killer priest. Did you hear Killer Priest's new album? Yo, have you? I, I think it's incredible. I mean, it's it's one of those projects that I kind of really have it's, to it's, sit it's with. It's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not for everybody, yeah. It, it's funny um, because um, I had did a review, like, I want to on a, on a YouTube channel, uh, I want to say probably a couple months ago, of, like, my favorite albums that came out in the year so far, and... I didn't even know Priest dropped the album and someone in the comments was like, yo, you need to check this out. 
and I went and I checked it out. And it's it's not it's not like like it's it's a story. Like you know, you're listening to yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. It, it's spoken. It's like spoken word spoken poetry, yeah. kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah. But yo, yeah. there's some songs on there lyrically where I'm like, yo, he went into another stratosphere on some of those songs, man. Like, yeah. like lyric lyrically, I'm like, wow, like wow. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely, man. That's what's up. So I want to take a moment to take it a little bit back, right? And just just to talk a little bit about your upbringing. So I learned that um, when you were little, I heard that when your mom would punish you, she would make you read the dictionary, you know, as a form of punishment. Now, yeah. besides it being a form of punishment, what do you think was her reasoning behind having you read the dictionary? Well, one was that she tried to find an alter, uh, another way besides whooping my ass. She's like, I, you know, she didn't tell me this, but what I really think is like, all right, you know, like there's got to be some other way that I can, you know, like have him like, you know, calm down or another way besides whooping his butt, you know? So, you know, she just thought about the dictionary and she was like, and I'm pretty sure she, uh, for me to be smart too, for me to just have that in my brain, you know, I, I, I think it was a, awesome choice for her to do that you know she's like hey you sit in this corner you got that dictionary you got to read this and, and then by the time you read that now you can get out so i and and at the time i'd be miserable i'd be like oh this sucks i don't want to read this dictionary i'm like this sucks you know like nah i want to get out of the you know nah, this sucks right but um as you know it, it caught on it caught on like probably around maybe around rock him time, nine years old, eight years old, you know, it, it caught on around there. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to start reading this more and more and more, you know, and, and I really did. I, I studied, you know, I really studied it. Wow. I'm just curious to know at what point did the spark change for you to be like, from going from now, nah, I don't want to read this to now, like, mm, this is pretty interesting. <laughs> I was just tired of, of time out. I was, I don't, I hate time out. I, I just want to get out of here. Like, I, you know, it's at first. And then I'm like, yeah, she, you know, at first I thought it was miserable and then I'm, and then I, yeah, I, th I can't remember what that jump was, but it just went from that to being like, okay, this is kind of cool. Let me think, you know, let me see if I can get something out of this. And it was cool. You know, I, I was going to school really learning words. Like, I'm like, wow, like I was, you know, the English, I did good in my English class a lot in high school and middle school. I was really good in English class. Math I suck at. I can't do math to save my life. <laughs> But but English class, the, the teachers always liked me. They were like, hey, you have, like, a cool little creative mind. Like, you know, so it was pretty cool. That's what's up, man. Would you credit that experience to some of your 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 expertise as a lyricist? Like, just knowing... Oh, oh, what, the, the dictionary? Yeah, like, knowing more words Ab through the dictionary. Absolutely. No question. Dope. No question. Like, I'll think of a word, and I'm like, how did I even think? What does that even mean? And I have to go back and look at it, and I'm like, how was that even my, in my head? Like, for real. Like, like I'll think of, like, I don't have a good example right now, but it would be the most random word. It will be like, I don't know, but I'll just be like, how did I think of it? And then I'm like, all right, I got to look it up what it even means. I don't even know how it got in my head. <laughs> it's weird. Wow. Like, I'm like, wow. So your mom was preparing you to be a lyrical wordsmith, and I don't even think yeah, she pretty knew. much. <laughs> Yeah, and I do remember this, like, like really no BS. This is really cool, and my mom can tell um, can tell you that she's like, maybe around the time nine or ten when I really was serious, I was like, I want to do that. I want to do what Rakim's doing. Wow. 
wow. around that time, I told mom, I was like, I want to rap. I remembered it. She said, you know, there's a lot of rappers out there. So if you're going to rap, it has to be good. <laughs> she, she dead ass said that, you know, it's crazy. And, and yeah, I get, that probably stuck in my head too, you know? So I'm wow. like, oh man, like there are, there are a lot of rappers out there. Yeah. 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 It's like, um, and parents have a, a, a good way of kind of, you know, putting us in check to, to let us know, look, yo, you really want to do this? All right, you need to think about these factors, right? Because it ain't just about all fun and games. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I could dig that. So in, a, in another interview, I think this was an interview you did with Vlad. I learned that um, you were bullied as a youth. And one of the things that really resonated with me in the interview is that you said that you didn't come from that. At what point did you realize that you also had a part to play in ending the bullying? It was like a light switch. Cause in elementary school, um, yeah, I was, I was bullied for my weight and stuff like that. But like, I, I really took it to heart around that time. Now I'm like, Hey, anybody can call me fat. I'll laugh with them, you know, but mm. like, at that time in, in elementary school and a little younger, I, re I was really sensitive to stuff like that. I'm like, man, like, I'm not fat. You know, like, don't call me. I'll cry and stuff, <laughs> a little stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, I think the light switch happened to me, like, around early middle school. Where I just, like, I felt a little mature. I didn't care what really other people thought. And I think it just, you know, I, I, as soon as I, like, had that mindset, nobody really bullied me anymore through middle mm -hmm. and high school. Everybody, I just kind of was, like, I was the quiet kid kind of in class, you know, just minding my own business, mm -hmm. you know? So in, in elementary school, yeah, there definitely a lot of bullying and, and pointing at me and laughing and stuff like that, that would happen. And, and, you know, it, I would feel embarrassed a lot through elementary school, but yeah, I'm grateful that at least a light switch happened through mm -hmm. middle school. Like right when middle school happened, it was like, bing, it was like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just like mm -hmm. my, my mind just changed into something like a little more mature. Where I was like, okay, I'm just going to focus on me and do me, you know? You know, it's interesting you talk about the light switch um, because it seems like the light switch sparked a level of confidence in you. What do you think motivated the light switch? Like, was there anything that happened that actually turned the switch on? Um, besides the bullying, nothing too traumatic or nothing crazy. It was just, I think I woke up, I think I woke up one day and realized like, yo, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I just kind of, I, I felt like I didn't really like, I think it was like, I didn't like myself. I didn't have too much self-love during that time. And I know this sounds crazy for a kid. You're like, yo, this is a kid in elementary school. Mm -hmm. But I really thought that during that time, I just, I just felt really like, like low on myself. So I mm. felt so like one day I woke up and I was like, man, I just, I'm, you know, like snap out of it, you know, like just do you and work on you, you know? So mm. I think, yeah, when that switch happened, I'm grateful for it. But I think it was, I woke up one day and I was like, yeah, I'm just tired of feeling like this. Mm. Like, let, you know, snap out of it. Wow. That's, I got to um, commend you for, for sharing that and also, um, you know, being able to overcome that, you know, because some people still deal with that to this day. So um, props Absolutely. for being able to, to, whatever it is or whatever it was, that allowed you to kind of wake up, right? Um, I, I, I got to um, give you props for that, you know what I mean?
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird how, like, things in life happen like that. Like, one day I could be feeling something, like, really, like, like, gross or low and just like feel like depressed or something and then like the next day like something really good can happen and everything's okay it's like maybe a lot of people i feel like a good amount of people can relate to that but you know it's it's crazy when it happens to you you know Mm -hmm. you know i also learned that you had gotten into a car accident when you were like around 15 or 16 how would you say this experience was able to shift your mindset positively as you were talking about like you know certain things happen in life and then it changes like when you think back of that of that situation with the car accident, like what about it shifted your perspective in a positive way? I think with the accident, because right when I got out of the accident, I was feeling terrible. I was like, "Yo, I broke." For anybody that doesn't know, I broke nine ribs wow. and I broke I broke I broke two bones in my vertebrae all at the same time, and I wasn't driving; I was in the passenger seat. So. I took the most damage and, uh, I, they rushed me to the hospital and, uh, they kicked me out. They kicked me out of the hospital on the third day and they put me in a Ninja Turtle body cast. I had like a front and back body cast. And I had to really heal myself kind of with that cast. And, uh, they sent me home with a Oxycontin and pills. And I noticed the more I started taking them, the more I started getting addicted. So I was like, yo, I got to chill on these. And, um, you know, it's crazy, but I, uh, I had to get off those and I started realizing that I was just kind of get, I was getting really bad depression during that time. I was sitting in a chair for a week, like two, a week and a half, at least maybe two weeks. Mm-hmm. I had to really heal myself, stay home, try not to go too much. Cause I take those Oxycontin, the pain knocks out, you know, and uh, you know, so I'd, I'd like be like, yo, I'd be feeling like Superman, like, yo, I want to get out of the house, but you forget you have nine broken ribs. <laughs> so yeah. you're like, oh man, I got to stay inside. So it, it it got really tough. And then literally check this out. Right when I started just being like, ah, you know, like I didn't even want to rap. I'm like, can I rap anymore? Like, am I going to be able to be the rap the same, you know, um, literally. And, and before this car, um, to sum it up before this car accident, literally a week before, cause this happened a week after my birthday, I had just turned 17. Mm. So literally the, um, the week before I had done that song for the RA contest, you know, so while I was healing, while I was healing up, that's when RA reached, found, found my song and reached out to me literally during that process. Wow. Wow. So, so I'm like, yo, so I'm lit before that. I'm literally thinking like, I'm banged up. I don't know if I'm going to rap the same. I don't know how I'm like, I have no idea. I was freaking out. And literally, R.A. hits me up like, yo, this is where are you at? Yo, yo. So when he flew me out, if you're watching those freestyle, early freestyle videos I have with them, I'm banged up from the accident. I got nine broken ribs right there. Wow. You know, so it's like, yeah, so it's like two weeks into the healing or something like that. I'm still fresh. But, yeah, I met R.A. literally fresh out of the accident, dang near. Wow. Like, what are you thinking when you finally meet R.A., like this MC that you look up to from young and then you're also thinking about this accident that didn't happen too long ago what what's what's your mindset like at that time like you know thinking about the accident in hindsight and then now meeting R.A. very spiritual I'm like this is happening for a reason you know I'm like I'm like 
this is someone that I, re- I really loved and looked up to even before, like far before the accident, anything like that. Like I, I've, I've looked up to Ari for years, even before that, before I even met him. So I'm like, I really think this is life changing. I'm like, wow, like my life is changing, like into something I really wanted. And it's literally after I get out of this horrible accident that I could have, God forbid, passed away or something crazy, you know, or, or got anything crazy, you know? So yeah. I'm literally like, like my life is changing. I'm like, I can't like, it, it was, it was very spiritual. It was like, this has to be happening for a reason. You know, I'm yeah. like, that's, that's what was going through my head. I was like, wow. Like wow. I was stunned the whole time. I was shocked. I was shocked. Like the first couple months, like, or, you know, definitely first year, couple of years, you know, I'm still, I still get a little shocked when I think about stuff. I'm yeah. like, yo, like it still stuns me. Yeah, and then you get a chance to go around the world now with Hare, and that's Recently, amazing when you think about it. I, I went from somebody who barely, like, flew in his life. Like, I maybe went to a, a plane on a Hawaii vacation with my family when I was, like, maybe five or six, but that was the only time I ever was on a plane. Wow. So fast forward to 17, I'm starting to go on planes and, and, and different countries and stuff. I'm like, yo, it was a whole different world literally i stepped into a like a ill version of the twilight zone but a dope version where you're like yo like it, it really felt like that wow wow afro man your story is amazing man you might have to write a book at some point in your life no, no, and i am I, i'm only you know what's crazy I, i'm only 23 but i've thought about it i'm like sometime in the future i started writing a little bit of it but i'm gonna do like a biography or a movie or like a book or something you know yeah and it's just i you know i get yeah it, it, i got i got a crazy story man i got a really blessed story yeah i mean it, it makes me even more excited for the debut like um have you thought about like what elements you want to you want to include in your debut maybe you've already started obviously but um like like what aspects of you you want to showcase on your debut absolutely absolutely so with this album i want fans to have everything i want them to have the goofy fro the fu- the funny fro the hard spinning fro the lyrical fro the you know the 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 personal fro there's some personal stuff on there you'll get to know me um there's some little heart tugging songs on there that are a little emotional. You're like, I put everything into it. Like I was just like, yo, this has a, everything. I think somebody's going to like from this album, you know? So it's definitely uh, kind of almost autobiographical a little bit, you know, like nice. I, I really wanted the debut one to be like, okay, you pick up this album, you get to know Fro, you know, like you get to know him. Wow. Do you have a, t- and there's still some, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go, no, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Finish, finish what you were going to say. And I was I was just gonna say, and there's there's the lyrical stuff. There's all types of stuff on it, you know, for for the fans. So nice. Do you have a time but still frame? pro, but it's yeah. still pro, you know. Yeah, still yeah, definitely. Do you have a time frame? And I'm no, I mean, I'm I'm not asking you to give me a date, but do you have a time frame of when you expect this debut official release to to come out? I don't have an exact release date yet, okay. but I am aiming for late this year or early next year nice nice sooner than i thought so that's that's pretty yeah late this year is pretty close we're in september (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so that's what i'm thinking late this year early next year january february december i'm still thinking about it but yeah yeah really soon yeah yeah man i would love you know to have you back maybe for one of our video episodes if that's possible 
um, it, you know, in the future, like when when the when the album does get released and stuff, that would be dope. If that um, of course, that happens. of course, you just hit me back up. Indeed, indeed. So, what I like to do in my interviews, I like to reference certain lines from artists, and I want to talk to you about a quote from a, a track that you released earlier this year. It actually, was a video release for it called "Get Right Down to It." Um, oh, okay, nice, yeah, nice. It, in the quote, you say, in the in the song, there's a quote where you say. I encourage the good to commit a great deed. And through these confusing times, there are those in great need. Speak the truth and cease greed by the handful. Teach the youth and please lead by example. When, you, when, when thinking of this quote, where do you see good actually existing today? Like, who would you say has their fingers on the pulse of exemplifying good in this particular day and time. You mean, you mean like who can be the next to like lead us like into like to lead the next generation type of thing? Right. Cause like you say, you say, um, and it doesn't have to be that specific, but like you say in the line, I encourage the good to commit a great deed, you know? And yes. you know, that, that, that transformation from good to great deed. Like w when you think about, uh, not just I, I'm not saying to name anyone, but when you think of types of individuals that represent or embody that good making a great deed, who would you who would you think of would 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 represent that? First person I can think of is one of my heroes, Ali, Muhammad Ali. Mm. And um, obviously he had a big, a big uh, status. He was very famous around the world. And, you know, uh, you know, he was doing his thing and, and you know, talking his talk. But. A couple people don't really know that, you know, he saved the suicidal uh, veteran from jumping off of a building. Mm. You know, like a couple people don't know that. And there's video of it. He he really wow. convinced this man to be like, hey, you know, like, like, th you know, think about this twice, you know, think about this, you know. And uh, and, he, and the man, the man didn't jump. He really he really stayed up there and he really Ali managed to talk and, you know, talk to him, you know. So I look at that as a great deed. You know, it's like. He, Ali didn't have to do that or anything like that, but Ali was like, "Hey, let me go talk to the man." You know, I think that's a great deed. So that's the first example I could think of. Sure, that's a great one. That's a great one. I and and that, I didn't know about that. So you enlightened me to that story about him um, saving someone's life from suicide. That's wow. Yeah, yeah. He, Ali, Ali did a lot of great things behind the scenes. There, where it's like, wow, like, like, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Like when you when you think of what's happening today, you know, just with everything happening in the world, like where do you still see good existing? Like is it among a group of people that you would say or any examples of instances where maybe even you've experienced good to say, you know what, as messed up as the world is, you know, I've I've experienced this today and you know, that's an example of good still existing and that's a good one so <laughs> i think it's simple i think people i think good people are out there i do think that right now i don't it's kind of crazy like i don't want to get too much into everything because it's like I'll, I'll start rambling and stuff but sure. i i really think right now it's kind of like like 
good versus evil. There's good people out there, but there's also some really heinous people out there that do some crazy stuff too. So I really think that good people is just like, you know, it's just people with a heart, people that can, you know, think and actually care for other people. You know, there's, there's a lot of people are really selfish and it's okay. We, we do have to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. No question. But it's also good to help people too, man. Give out a helping hand. And I know it sounds crazy. I, I sound funny saying that, but it, you know, I've always thought that ever since I was younger too, I always tried to help people when I had it, you know, if I don't have it, I don't got it. My bad. But if I got it and you know, you need it and you need some help, I got you. That's just how I am. That's how I grew up. So I just think that I think good can be really small things or simple things or a big thing. You know, it's just, there's good people out there. You know, sometimes they're a little harder to find, but they're there. Dope, dope, dope. So, um, one of the things I want to say is very consistent about you and I think keeps your lyrical name out there a lot is you do a lot of features, right? So we talked about the Marco Polo release, but you do a lot of features and I'm always like excited when I see your name. I'm like, Oh, I know this track is going to lend some really lyrical strength, right? In, in seeing your name on it. Um, I'm just curious. And, and, and what, I, what I noticed too is when you do features, it's with a diverse group of people. Like it's, it's always kind of like, oh, wow, you did a record with this person and it'd be a different type of artist that you do um, records with. And I think it's dope. It kind of keeps your name out there with different types of artists, right? So At different backgrounds and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just curious to know, how do you go about choosing which artists you want to be featured with? Is there a criteria or is it, does it just kind of fall in place? Like, how does that work out? Well, it depends on what mood I have to listen to the person. Um, mm-hmm. I have to listen to know what I'm getting on and I have to, you know, I just got to, I have to fill it out. You know, I have to be the energy and, uh, Sometimes my features are different. Sometimes I do paid features, obviously, but then I'll obviously I'll do a future like, say, if it's like an OG I look up to, like a Diamond D or something, or like uh, someone I love. I'm not charging them at all. I'm like, come on, that's nothing. I got you, you know. But when it comes to like, like you know, you know, some of the regular folks, just regular MCs, uh, just MCs in general, or just like uh, you know, common folk. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to do a paid future, you know. But if it's like someone I really respect and love, I'm like, that's nothing. I got you, you know. Yeah. That's just how I am. No, I mean it's it's only right. Like I, I don't think you're not no. <laughs> I mean, you got MCs that's on a whole lower level in terms of their abilities that are charging. <laughs> so I mean, just the fact that you, you speak like that, you know, just that from that humble perspective. I could totally respect it, you know, like if if somebody pays you to get on a track, like they're getting quality. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing. It's like it's, I I hear some MCs when they do futures and I notice when they get a little lazy on them and I'm like god like with me with a future I take on damn, damn near every future I every like seriously. I'm like okay cuz you never know who's going to jump on it last minute. Or something like that. That happens to me too. I'll be like, oh, this guy's on it too? Dang, I should have made my pen a little hotter then. You know, that happens too. So it's like, now I'm like, yo, you never know who's on it. So I always make sure I I do my best on like every track. You know, sometimes I'll feel a little sluggish and sick, but I'll be like, all right, you know, like I got to make sure I I bring at least my best on this track. Dope, dope. One of the things that really amazes me about you is your ability to do the eloquent fast rapping 
without jumbling or skipping over your words and at the same time making sense, right? Like all of that is important and you actually make it work. Um, how are you Absolutely. able to do that so well? Like I'm an MC and I've, you know, I, I, you know, I, I used to rap a lot back in the days, but that's the one area that I have to admit I haven't tapped into or even tried to do the fast rapping, but it's always pretty um, amazing to me, right? So when I see people like you or R.A. or Busta Rhymes or Bone Thugs, like when they do the fast rapping, um, and it's even better like when you actually can do it and you can understand what they're saying. Of course, you got to follow it, but like, like how does that come that magic come to be for you where it works so well and it makes sense to me it's it's brain power and focus so um it, it's focus every single rhyme every single lyric when it comes to that fast rap man you know it's it's not it's not easy but uh yeah it's focus it's like you got to make sure it, just like you said you got to make sure you don't jumble over a word you got to make sure it's as clean as possible so and when i sit there i'm like you know, uh, for example, I did a joint with uh, Diamond D and Twister. So Twister was on the joint. Dope. And Diamond D, and before I recorded it, Diamond D's like, yo, he hits me. He's like, yo, I got Twister on this verse, but I need another verse from somebody. You, you down to lay some? I'm like, come no question. So I, I literally sat down and analyzed Twister's verse. He's spitting his ass off, rhyming fast. I'm like, man, you know, classic Twister, tongue Twister. So I'm like, yeah. man, he went there. So I'm like, man, I got to make sure I got my A game. So I'm analyzing Twister's verse and I'm just like breaking it down. And I gave it back to uh, to uh, Diamond D in like two days or something like that. I was just like, boom, like, here you go. But it was just, I wow. took my time. As short time as that was, those whole days, I was home listening to that track back to back those full two days. I'm like, yo, I'm like, I got it. I was taking my time on that one. I was like, yo. So when it came to the fast rap thing, it was like, it was just focusing the rhythm, just making sure that rhythm keeps steady through that whole fast rap thing. Yes. With me, I like to test my waters. Like some MCs um, can fast rap for two bars, four bars or something. I try to go like like eight, 12. I try to go there like boom, 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 stop so I can hit you. But then I also like to slow it down a little bit so you can get a little catch up. And then I might at like second round, I might go back at it. Boom, 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 you know. It's just like, and then when writing different songs, it's different approaches too. It's like it's a, a different beat can affect me differently. You know how it is. That's dope. You know, I wanted to ask you like, and this is something that I always thought about when MCs would rap really fast. Like, like how many takes do you guys actually make when you're recording? Like, I'm always thinking about breath control. I'm like, like, are, are you experiencing moments where you like you gotta like pause because you're rapping so fast that you got to take time to breathe. And like, how does the recording process look? Are you guys taking, like doing takes? Um, that, <laughs> that I can't give too much out because it's sure. kind of like a, a magician giving out his tricks a little bit. Got it, got it. But, I, respect it. but I, I got you though. Like some, some recording sessions are intense, bro. Like, Sometimes I feel like I'm, I, it come, like it comes out of like my lungs, like, like pretty easy sometimes with the rap, but like sometimes when I'm feeling a little sluggish and I know I got to do like a, a, a pretty fast verse or like a, a verse with that, like, you know, that speed or something, I'm like, man, I got, it's like, like really mentally pushing. It's like, yo, I got to like, 
I saw I overworked my brain and I'm like pacing the studio around, walking yeah. back and forth, get a little breath of air. And then I'm like, all right, right. It's like, you got to feel it. As soon as you feel it, I'm like, all right, just put me in the booth. Boom, let's go. You know, I'm really, when I record, I can be really like, all right, let's rock, let's rock, you know. So, wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great to hear, man. Like, um, and I know you're definitely not going to give it out, but I, I, I could respect it, man. That's like, wh- when I think about, when I think about, like, as I'm thinking about this now, I'm like, there's only a handful of MCs that actually can really do that well. I would love to see, like, a like a posse cut with, like, Twister, you, R.A., Buster, like, everybody that can really do that well. I would love it. I've never I seen that it. yet. That as a hip-hop fan, I, that would be so amazing. Like, you know, maybe put it out there in the universe. Hopefully um, it, it'll, it'll manifest at some point. Wow. Afro, I want to thank you so much, my brother, for taking the time. It was uh, a pleasure to build with you, man. As no problem we, at all, brother. Yes, as we get ready to close out, any last words you want to say to the listeners out there? Anything you want them to know about, um, you know, your plans for the rest of the year? Any particular features? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. go for it. Sure. Um, I got a few videos coming up, so uh, please be on the lookout um, throughout the uh, the end of the, the whole end of the year. You know, I'm going to be dropping some videos and some promo, and uh, I'm really pushing for this debut album. You know, I'm really we're working on we're mixing it right now. We're working on the mixing, and uh, yeah, I'm really pushing for um, for early next year. You know, so in the meantime, I want to give the fans uh, some videos. Want to give them some content. You know, more some more fro stuff. So no, definitely, no. definitely. And and when you say videos, what particular videos? Are there particular tracks that you're saying you'll do? You'll yeah. there'll be videos. For? Yeah, I'm gonna do like like some little one off, like like not one off, but like some one little um little joints here and there. Like maybe okay. not specifically for a project, but just like little little dope joints that the fan um hopefully the fans like. You know, little videos and um. Right. And, I, and who knows? Maybe I might even drop a single sometime before the end. You know, the end of the year. You know, I might start yeah. dropping a single or two. You know, we're just uh we're mixing the album, so. Got it. But so this, uh, this will be in all the meantime, yeah, I'm gonna be dropping like some one joints here and there. Got it. So this will be all new stuff. So like when you say you're releasing the video, it'll be like the first time hearing the audio as well. Yeah. Got absolutely. It. Okay. That's, what I'm, absolutely. that's what I'm. Brand brand new fro stuff. Dope, dope, dope. Wow, man. <laughs> I am so looking forward to that, man. Um, I, again, man, I want to thank you so much. I wish you all the best in the rest of your career, man. And I know at 23 years old, man, you have got so much more for us to witness. So um, I'm looking forward to the success, man. All right. Um, so I, I, I got to big you up again, man. Thank you for giving me the time. And, um, you know, as I say, all the best. May you stay safe, may you stay healthy, and may success continue to come your way, brother. Thank you, brother. I I'm, I'm very appreciate that very much, too, brother. Thank you. Indeed, indeed. So uh, on that note, I definitely want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Make sure you check out the shows. We release a new show every Friday. Um, I try to have them up like midnight, but 
Sometimes I'm a little late with them, but you definitely have them by like midday Friday. So uh, make sure you go check out our website, outtheboxmedia.com. We, you can also subscribe to the website. Um, there's a subscribe button on the menu tab. And you can just put in your name and your email so we can keep you updated with new shows. Remember to check out our YouTube channel, Out The Box TV. We also have our um, podcast, which is available on Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find Out The Box Talks. And on that note, uh, thank you again to my brother, Afro. And until next time, next week, peace, love, and love. Yeah.